Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes, as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 41, Remembering. So on this episode, I'm not going to talk too much about AMC and the stock deal. I think today on September 11th, everybody's kind of reflecting back on, you know, their own feelings and what they remember about that day. And I wanted to share some of my thoughts and my recollections. I was lucky. I didn't know anybody that died in 9-11. I knew some people that lived in New York, but, you know, they weren't harmed. I think I'm sure that impacted their lives, but <coughs> but nobody I knew died in any of the attacks. So. You know, I'm grateful for that because I'll tell you, you know, it's just human, just part of human nature. We like to, we, we after a while, we tend to really only focus on the, the kind of round number anniversaries, the 10th anniversary, the 20th anniversary, 25th, the 50th. The 49th anniversary of something does not get the attention that the 50th anniversary does. And my point is this. That if you lost somebody in one of these attacks, I, I guarantee you, you remember 9-11 every year. And, um, you know, to those people, if you if you lost somebody, I'm sorry. I think it's only natural to lose people in your life. That's just part of nature. But when it happens, something as, as violent and senseless as this, a victim of a crime or a freak accident... Um, it, that's hard, or if it's you know, someone dies before their time, those those deaths are harder to to take and get over. So to anybody listening to this that might have lost somebody, nine eleven might you know my heart goes out to you on this date. Um, I remember when it happened. <coughs> I was asleep. <coughs> my older brother called me. I was on the west coast, so it was early there still. And he called me and woke. I, w- I woke up to the phone call, and he and he said, "Hey." You know, they looks like they're attacking the you know the World Trade Center. Um, you know, turn on the TV. So I started watching TV, and you know, like everybody, just you know, overwhelmed. It was it was terrifying, and I remember watching the buildings, you know, burning and thinking, how are they going to put these fires out? And what? How are they going to be able to use these buildings? You know, are they going to be able to use these buildings again? How long is it going to take to fix these things? And then, of course, they collapsed and the Pentagon got hit. And I remember that one image I had of it was just of lower Manhattan. It just seemed like it was just the whole lower Manhattan was just covered in dust. And it was just, just horrifying. And just the shock that the country was in after that happened... Um, well, you know, it was terrible, obviously very terrible. And and I've said this before on the podcast that, you know, I, I remember thinking, I, I wish it was 20 years later because it wouldn't hurt as much because time, time does tend to heal things. But I said, I, you know, I'll be an old man, you know, at that point. And uh, here it is, you know, 20 years later. And, you know, it's funny, I was making deliveries last week and I was in this small town, and they had a you know fire department. 
and Canby, Oregon, and the fire department had a 9-11 memorial out in front. It honored the Pentagon, the, the Twin Towers, and, and Shanksville. So, it, um, yeah, it was crazy. It's funny, I was out making deliveries today, and I, a car drove past me, and it had the American flags on the, on the window. You know, you'd roll, you could put them on your, your, you know, roll up windows. And I remember those. I had one, um, at the time. And, um, you know, it's funny. We, the country's gotten so divided. And a lot of times I see a lot of pickup trucks flying American flags. And you'd think it's something you'd be proud of, right? Like, hey, it's patriotic. But a lot of times when I see those flags waving like that, and I think, well, what, what America do you believe in? And I know that's that's me being actually kind of prejudiced because I'm I'm prejudging that person in that pickup truck, right? Do you believe in one America, where you support someone's freedom of speech, even if you don't agree with what they're saying? Do you you believe in freedom for everybody, even if they're different, you know, religion or race, sexual orientation? Or do you believe in the little slice of America that you want to hold on to? You know, is that what that flag is flying there? And it's sad that that's what I think. Because at the time, in 9-11, when you saw a flag waving, it was to say, hey, we're still here. We're together. We remember. We're one nation. And, um, you know, it's sad that we're in this, this state that we are. And I'll... I'll tell you I, that my 9/11 story was pretty basic. I watched it on TV, and later that day I went to work, and you know that that was about it. I remember wanting to buy the they they came out with extras. You know they'd actually printed an extra edition of the newspapers that day, and I remember that night trying to go around finding one, and you couldn't. You know they were all sold out. You can get them on eBay now, I guess, but they were all gone at that point. Very rare they put out extra editions of newspapers. So, anyway, um, one story that I did hear, and this was after I started working at Disney. I started at Disney in 2002. But my manager and some of the executives there, they were actually in New York when this happened. And they, you know, they lived in California. So when this happened and all the airplanes were grounded, you know, they were stuck. You know, they had to figure out a way to get home. And they, they were lucky they ended up running a car and driving cross-country to get back to California. And I always remembered that story. Now, last year, I started to write I write a novel. And uh, it was called, the, you know, America Interstate. And it was about these two guys sort of in the same situation, that they were a lot of these airplanes were forced to land just wherever they were, right? It was not continue to your destination and land. It was you land now. And a lot of people got stuck and stranded in places they, you know, they had no business being. So I wanted to, I, I wanted to write this story about two, two travelers that are, you know, get stranded at this airport and they they rely on each other to get home. One of them's lucky enough to get a, a rental car, and he's going you know out west because that's obviously a longer you know road trip. 
and another um, another guy says, "Hey, I'll I can go with you and I'll pay you, you know, half the car and half the gas, whatever." So they start this. So it, when they first see each other, they're just two stranded travelers, and they they feel comfortable with each other on first sight, and they're okay on going on this journey together. And then as they start the journey, they realize politically they don't have a lot in common. And the story would would be sort of a debate about what they had. Now, the actual story itself, you know, the way I was writing it, would take place either 19 or 20 years later um, when they joked at the end of the first time they did this that, hey, let's let's do this again in 20 years. You know, we'll have to redo this road trip and under, under better circumstances. And they would they would keep in touch with each other, right, with emails and phone calls. But then as the country became more bitter and divided, their relationship, as, as little of a relationship as there was, became divided. And whenever they would communicate, it, it would tend to devolve into one of these bitter exchanges. And then they, for years they wouldn't talk to each other. But... Um, the the story would be one of the one of the travelers would actually be near the location where their road trip started, and I was going to have him like in Ohio, um, and he was going to retrace that road trip just with himself. But he felt like he had an obligation to email the other person just to let him know he was doing it. And the other person's like, "Hey, I'm there, I'm going," even though he didn't think the other person would want to go. So they they get together for a reunion for this this road trip again, and and it's sort of the debates they had at the time of what was going to happen to the country or how the country should react to nine eleven, right? And over the year, and then the debate of where the country was at that point, and who was right and who was wrong, and you would say, hey, maybe one of them is liberal, the other one is conservative. And um, I started it, I wrote a few chapters, but I just, you know, again, it's one of those projects that just kind of went to the side. Um, I wanted to try to have it done in time for the 20th anniversary, but writing novels is hard. You don't, you tend not to make a lot of money with them. So it's, it's, it's hard. And uh, I, anyway, I, I never finished it. But one of the more, the saddest parts of it could have been. I, I don't know if it was going to be or not, right? But you could take the conservative uh, traveler, right? And either it would be they themselves or they would have sympathy for the people who attacked the Capitol on, on January 6th. Now, I imagine a lot of the people attacking the Capitol on January 6th at the time of 9-11 didn't particularly care for the country being attacked. Yet here they were, almost 20 years later, attacking it themselves. Now, of course, they don't see it like that. They see themselves as saving the country. They're there, they're patriots. They're there to save this country. They don't, they're not attacking it. They don't hate America. They love America. They, they love it so much, they're willing to tear down the government and create, you know, their own government that they want to do, you know, you're, you know, you're welcome. They're going to, they're going to create a new government for you. You know, my, my point is this, you know, people, it's rare people go out to see themselves as the bad guys, right? 
that these people that attack the Capitol, they don't look at themselves as the bad guys. They look at themselves as heroes, as patriots. And the sad thing is, on 9-11, the people who attacked this country, they didn't wake up that day and say, oh, I'm going to be a villain today. I want to be the bad guy today. No, they thought they were doing a good thing, too. They felt like they were justified in the crimes they were committing and the atrocities they were committing because they felt like they were justified to do that. They felt like they were the good guys attacking the bad guys. So it's scary that when people feel justified or they feel like they're the good guys, that they can just you know go off and, and do whatever. So always be careful of that. Always don't be afraid to check yourself and say, what am I doing here? Is it really good? Um, or am, am I the bad guy now? You know. But um, so that was that book. I never, I never wrote it. Um, like I said, I wrote a couple chapters and then then moved on to other things. So the other <coughs> thing is, um, back in two thousand three and two thousand four, I did a lot of traveling. I was single, and I had some money saved up, and I was going to buy a car. And I, I walk and I ride my bike to work. So I'm like, well, why am I going to buy a car if I, you know, walk and ride to my bike to work? I said, let me use the money to travel. And I ended up over those two years taking enough like big weekend trips or trips here and there to um, see all 50 states. Some of them more than others, but all 50 states. I was at least walked across and got a picture of the welcome to sign. And when I was doing these trips, I knew I had to visit the three places that America was attacked on 9-11. So I made sure to go to Ground Zero, which at the time was still kind of recovering. Um, It was a construction site at that point. They had kind of cleared everything out, and they had started the rebuilding process. You could see the ongoing construction. Um, I went to the Pentagon. They had rebuilt the Pentagon, but it was still kind of closed off. But you could kind of peek through, you know, some of the construction curtain to see the area that had been been attacked. Um, One unnerving thing about that, I never forgot this. So I guess this was during the time of the Iraq War had started. And I guess, I don't know if they needed all the troops they could get or whatever it was, but I guess they had these guys, and they were a security team, right? But it's like at the Pentagon, so you think they'd have military people securing it. But So it was these guys, and they're in these black uniforms. And I guess, like I said, they were security guards. So they were somewhat American military uniforms looking, but they weren't. And then the guys themselves, you could tell, weren't exactly, you know, soldier spec Um but they did have, you know, machine guns. They were heavily armed. And it was just sort of this un- unnerving feeling of somehow there's this American force of people in the, these sort of fascist-looking, pa- patriotic American uniforms with automatic weapons. And it was it was a little unnerving, uh, a little scary to see that. Um, but I'm assuming they just, you know, they were just contracted out to do security, and that was their security uniform anyway um but that was the pentagon and then also at arlington ceremony at arlington cemetery they have a section for 9-11 victims and they have a memorial for the um, pentagon over there that you can you can visit that that was also when i saw the cia agent that had died the first person to die in afghanistan um uh johnny johnny uh span um I, i saw his grave too anyway um and then I also, when I was in Pennsylvania, I made sure to go out to Shanksville. 
and see the, the crash site out there. And they had a temporary kind of memorial. And people would bring stuff to it and they would have stuff on display. Um, but it was interesting to go to Shanksville. And I, I was always remember they had a, a, this big slate, black slate memorial with all the names of all the people on the, the airplane, the passengers and the flight crew that helped, you know, fight, but they fought back on that day. And that plane crashed in that field. And I, I remember I made sure to take a picture of the back of that memorial, that slate, which was smooth, clean. There were no names on it. And I always felt like those, those, that, that's where the names of the other victims that would have gone had that hit where whatever his intended target was, whether it was the White House, the Capitol, whatever they were to crash that plane. Um, those names didn't end up on a memorial because that plane never got there to do that evil. So it was interesting going back to these, going to these locations. Of course, that was a long time ago. It's hard to believe it was as long ago as it was. Um, it'd be interesting to go back there if I ever get some money and able to travel again to see these, you know, see these sites now. Obviously, they have the 9-11 memorial is built. Um, I don't know what they have at the Pentagon. I think they do actually have the official memorial open now. And then also um, in Shanksville, I think there's an official memorial there now as well. Um, but yeah, you know, whatever, however, you know, you remember this day, um, you know, we were all, all Americans on that day. And I hope that hopefully will be in the future. Um, that will be the case. And listen, and on a larger scale, you know, it wasn't just Americans that died on that day. There were other people from other countries that died on that day. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, in the future it'd be, I know it seems crazy, but gosh, you know, I think most people just want to have a decent, good life, and it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. And if we ever could come together as a world and say, hey, we all just want to get along and hey, have a good life, and um, everybody gets a, you know, a shot at a decent life, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that or wanting that, that everybody in the world, I think, could appreciate that. Um, I will say this. You know, a couple years ago, I love listening to books on tape, and I got a, a book on 9-11, and it kind of changed the way I thought about it in as much that it went into a lot of detail, a lot of detail in this book on the victims, on what happened, the aftermath. And a lot of it was pretty haunting and it wasn't always easy to hear, but I wanted to hear it because the people that might have suffered or lost their lives, I wanted to witness um, whatever I could from these, you know, this, from this book and try to take some of their story with me, um, as well. And, and, and also it really came across with this book that these were all crimes. If you ever know someone that's a victim of a crime, you just shake your head and you say, it's so senseless. Why was this good person? Why were they chosen by fate to be the victim of this crime? And it was just all these thousands of individual crimes that took place collectively on that day that's so sad. And um, it, it was a really good book. I, I, so I apologize. I can't think of the name of it right now. If I ever you know look it up, maybe I'll have it on a future podcast. But it was really, really a detailed book on you know what had happened. It came out years later, so it was a pretty thorough account of what happened. So, you know, on this day, 20 years later, you know, please remember it however you, you, know, you want to remember it. 
and um, be thankful. That's all I can say is, you know, be thankful for the life that you have. And also, you know, be thankful that, you, you know, who knew? I did. Well, I wasn't sure what was going to happen to this country in the aftermath of it. And I know we had some trouble and I know we had some issues, but, you know, we're still here. Whatever issues we have, we, we're still here. And the world is still here as well. And we're just doing the best we can. So uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. And um, I appreciate it. And I hope, I hope, like I said, I just hope, you know, it's a day for remembering today. And we'll, we'll talk about the stock on the next episode. Thanks.